Hello, and welcome to a special episode of I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. Today, I will be reviewing Thor, Love and Thunder. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. Today I'm going to be, today is actually going to be a very Marvel-themed episode of I Watch This As An Adult. You know how much I love Marvel. Marvel is life, you know? (laughs) Like, I think I have a, I think Kevin Feige put a a Marvel brain chip in my head. (laughs) To, to where I talk about Marvel a lot, because if, if you're a real fan, if you're a real fan of this podcast, you know I talk about Marvel a lot on here. <laughs> I can't help it. I love Marvel. Grew up on Marvel. Like it's my, it's one of my favorite things in the world. I'm sorry, but um, uh, Marvel comics, Marvel, everything Marvel. I love it. But um, uh, but anyway, uh, it's gonna be a very Marvel themed episode of I watched this as an adult. I'm going to I'm going to give my thoughts on what I thought of Miss Marvel as a whole uh first and then we're going to get to the main event of my review of Thor Love and Thunder. Um I know I've been, I know I've been I know I've been gone for a while, been on a little hiatus just Got some things. Had some things. My, got some things. In my personal life that I'm still dealing with. I'm, I just didn't want to uh, leave you guys hanging uh, without 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 any uh, content. You know, like you guys need. I gotta I, I gotta get back to doing this. I gotta get back to doing this sometime. You know, and I felt like I felt like I was in a, a better mind state, better mindset now to get back to doing the show than I was like a couple weeks ago. Like I said, got some personal, got some personal things in my life. I will let you know when the time is right what those things are. Right now I am not I'm not very comfortable telling you what's going on, what's going on in my personal life right now. You know, but I'm just going to I'm just telling you that I had some things that I'm still working out right now. So um, but I'm, I'm in a better, I'm in a little bit better of a mind, uh, mindset right now to continue doing the show. So, uh, I'm going to give you guys, a little, give you guys this little treat and it's this Thor Love and Thunder, uh, review. I'll go back to, uh, the regularly scheduled programming, uh, sometime next week. Next week's my daughter's birthday. I think next Sunday is my daughter's birthday, but, you know, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to, I'm, I'm gonna try to, uh, pump something out. I'm gonna try to pump something out, uh, in that time. Uh, I still owe you guys a Spider-Man review. You know, the first Spider-Man, the 20th anniversary of Spider-Man this year. I still owe you guys that. Uh, while you're at it, go and, uh, speaking of anniversaries, go and, uh, subscribe to the Patreon, support the Patreon, uh, I got the, 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 the Transformers 15 year anniversary retrospective, uh, coming, I'm gonna deep dive into the Transformers, uh, franchise, uh, that'll be a Patreon exclusive, that, I got that to work on, I got that coming up, uh, I was supposed to do that, I was supposed to do that, uh, uh, what earlier this year but like i said things came up like not earlier this year i was supposed to do that earlier this july but things came up you know like i said got personal things going on in my life right now but like i I got that coming so if you want to be on the lookout for that uh go and support the patreon the link will be in the description of this episode if you want to go and become a patreon member um anyway let's get into the show uh first of all i was like i was watching this show <laughs> this is the, i just want to entertain you guys with this i was watching this show because this is a youtube channel uh called rare gems if you want to check it out go check it out rare gems is on youtube uh they have like a lot of the old uh black sitcoms and black shows 
of like the late 80s, early 90s. I'm looking at the channel, it looks mostly about like stuff from like the late 80s and the early to mid 90s. No, they got they got a couple of things from the I think they got a couple of things from the 2000s too, but like the early 2000s. So like from like late 80s to early 2000s. It's it's a it's a channel called Rare Gems. Uh, I subscribed to it because they had a couple of things. Because they had like episodes of Rock on there. If anybody remembers Rock with Charles S. Dutton, uh, they had uh oh god damn it, uh, the Smollett Show, uh, Jesse Smollett and his sister Journey. Uh, god dang it, uh, forgot the name of the show, but uh, on our own, uh, yeah, they had they had that show. They had that show up there. I tried to watch that show. It's not funny. <laughs> It is not funny. I was like, I see why this show got canceled. It's not funny. Um, what else they had? Uh, God dang it, there was a bunch of they, they got a bunch of shows up there, man. I can't name them all. I'm not gonna name them all, but I was watching this show called uh, Snoops. They had a show called Snoops is with uh, Tim Reed and uh, Daphne Maxwell Reed. If you don't know who they are. Uh, Tim Reed went on to be the dad on uh, Sister Sister. Daphne Maxwell Reed went on to be uh, the second Aunt Vivian on The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But like they're married, they're actually a married couple. Uh, Tim Reed and Daphne Maxwell Reed. Uh, they're actually married, and but like they had a show called Snoops. They did a couple of things together, I believe, because I think before this, I don't know if it was before this or after this, because I think they said, I, I read the description, I think they said this show came out in 1989. I want to, I think they said, like, uh, Snoops came out in 1989. Uh, and then I think after that, they did a show called Frank's Place. I remember it was uh, Tim Reed and Daphne Maxwell Reed. They did a lot of things together other than, um, other than, Sister, sister, and Fresh Prince, like they did those things separately, obviously. Because the Tim Reed and uh Tim Reed and uh Daphne Maxwell Maxwell Reed uh actually uh I think they had a studio. Like they had a production company. I think they were like the first black I think they were like the first black people to have like a production company, like a like a studio. Like this is like years before Tyler Perry. Years before Tyler Perry. Like, they had a studio that produced, like, black movies and black TV shows. Uh, I, I, I remember hearing about that in passing. Because, like, there was, uh, uh, because Tim Reed, no, because I, I watched Tim Reed, I watched Tim Reed's Unsung. He had a, he did an Unsung, which is, which is, like, this show where, like, they talk about people that don't get enough credit. Uh, and Tim Reed got one. Because obviously, yeah, he doesn't get enough credit. This dude had a goddamn had a had a goddamn studio before Tyler Perry, and nobody talks about it. So you know, like, yeah, the studio. Everybody shot there. They produced black films. They produced black movies. They, I'm not. That's the same thing. They produced black TV shows. I'm sorry. They produced black TV shows, and like nobody's talking about that. Nobody talks about that. But anyway, they did a show called Snoops. And it's it's like in the vein of like those old shows like Heart to Heart or like Macmillan and Wife. And a lot of a lot of you people people probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um uh what's the other show? There was another show like that. It's like Murder She Wrote. You know, like a lot of those like old uh detective shows. You know, it's like a lot of those shows. But like with with a black with black people, but you know that's what it is. It's it's murder she wrote, heart to heart, and all that shit with black people. So um, I was just watching the show and it captivated me. It really did. It captivated me because like I was like, huh, I didn't even know about this show. Let me watch this. I was like, cause I saw uh, I looked saw the thumbnail. I was like, Daphne Maxwell reads on here. Uh, she was on Viv, and so. I was looking at it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I, I know. I know. They're a married couple and all this stuff. And but the funniest thing about the show, 
<laughs> because it's like one of those it's one of those who done it shows like who did it because like they got this they had like this friend who got framed for murder and it was like oh man we can't let him go to jail we got to find a real killer like like every show and they found out who the real killer is <laughs> and they, this is what happens they do this on all the fucking shows they do this on all these shows i used to watch these shows with my grandmother i used to watch like murder she wrote and with like father downing mysteries and uh 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 the other one that the, the, the matlock i used to watch matlock and diagnosis murder and you know all these shows i used to watch all these shows with my grandmother and every time every time they find out who the killer is the killer always got a gun in his pocket <laughs> he always got a gun in his pocket how does he know that they found him out you know because i was like you did it you did it like you're the one that did it or something like that and like every time without fail the killer pulls a gun out of his pocket he's like hey everybody don't move i got a gun you know <laughs> he's just like <laughs> every fucking time every time i was like dude i was like this shit's hilarious to me because <laughs> it happens here in snoops in snoops they find out the, they find out who the killer is the killer got a gun in his pocket just out of nowhere it's just like all right everybody freeze don't move <laughs> guns in their pockets it don't, it don't make no fucking sense it's hilarious to me i just wanted to, i just wanted to talk about that shit but like they always do that they did it on because i like, did it on murder she wrote they did it on uh fucking uh like i said like all these shows uh they always and like it's always like these shows are always about like like people that aren't cops you're not a cop solving mysteries. You know, because, like, it's always, like... Because, like, uh, Murder, She Wrote, uh, Jessica Fletcher. Jessica Fletcher was a goddamn book writer. She was an author. What's she doing solving murders? You know, like... <laughs> what the fuck are you doing solving a murder? I mean, like, you got Father Downing Mysteries. Like, the dude's a... He's a priest. What's a priest doing solving mysteries? What the... What are you doing solving crimes, dude? <laughs> Like fucking Dick Van Dyke on diagnosis murder. You're a fucking doctor. Your doctor is not your job to solve crimes. <laughs> Just like this shit right here. Uh, Tim Reed's character is a goddamn professor. He's a professor. Like, what the fuck are you doing solving murders? And you getting your wife involved in this shit? You know, his wife. I don't know what the fuck his wife does. I don't think I even, uh, I don't know. She a professor too, or is she a, a novelist or something. She, she do something. She fine as fuck. But, uh, you know, like Daphne Maxwell Reed is a fine woman. Oh my God, she's sexy. But, uh, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no disrespect to Tim Reed, but, uh, but, uh, but uh, he got him, he got, he had him, he got him a bad one. But, uh, anyway, um, but anyway, uh, but like, but like dude's a professor, He's a goddamn professor. What are you doing solving murders? He's like, and then in the end, like I said, that dude, the dude pulled the gun out the pocket. He goes, he start tussling with the dude. Dude could have shot him. Like even his, even like his wife had to tell him like that was stupid to do. She was like, that was very foolish. <laughs> and he's like, I know, right? <laughs> I was like, Nick, I was like, dude, if that was real, you could have got shot, bro. <laughs> this shit's just shit's just fucking funny to me man but yeah man check out check out rare gems check out the show snoops it's very intriguing fucking show uh it's just a, a recommendation for a show that came out like fucking 33 years ago you know <laughs> but uh excuse me but anyway let's talk about miss marvel let me get hold on Let's talk about Miss Marvel over here. 
Oh my god. But I just thought that shit I just thought that shit was hilarious cuz like all these shows are the same. All these shows are the same. But yeah, let's talk about Ms. Marvel. Uh, let's talk about Ms. Marvel as a whole. I think I talked about like the first three episodes of Ms. Marvel and then after that I was kind of like fuck it, you know. <laughs> I believe I believe I was just like fuck it. But um but I'm trying to let's 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 talk about Ms. Marvel as a whole. I did not really care for it. I wanted to like it too. I really did. I really wanted to like Ms. Marvel because I like the book. Every time I get a chance to read the book, I don't read the book a lot. I don't read the book a lot. Every, but if I come across it in like a bookstore or a, or a comic book shop or something. Uh, even in the library, like library, there's libraries that's that like uh, let you rent comics. I've done that a couple of times. Like they let you check out comics and you read them and then you bring them back. You know, like I've done that a couple of times. But yeah, every time I run into a Miss Marvel book, I, I, I pick it up. I just I just love reading that book. You know, like I love reading that book. I just love anytime I find a Miss Marvel comic, I pick it up, read it. Like I said, haven't read all of it. But every time I come in, come in contact with it, I pick it up, I read it. But um, so like, I'm not really, I'm not really all that in depth on the Ms. Marvel lore. I know, I know enough because I've read a bit of the book to know. But I just think, I just think they should have, uh, they should have just went with the, uh, with the, with the, with the, with the, with the, with the Terrigan Mist. Um, uh, storyline, cause like in the book, like she gets like the ter- they, they got like the Terrigan Mist, cause like I think this I think this spans a bunch of books. I think it spans through Avengers, uh, X Men, and Inhumans. I want to say those are the three books that it spans: a- uh, Avengers, X Men, and uh, and Inhumans. Cause like you got the Terrigan Mist, cause I think it was like a thing with like Marvel, cause like at the time. 20th Century Fox owned the rights to the X-Men. So what happened was Disney told Marvel to kind of, you know, tone down the X-Men. You know, we're not focusing on the X-Men too much no more in the comics. They were trying to focus on the Inhumans. And so what happened was there was like this terror, there was like this mist that was turning everybody into Inhumans and what happened Kamala Khan was one of the people that got turned into an Inhuman uh and it it awakened like the Inhuman gene in her so I think it like it it awakens the Inhuman gene in you or some shit like that you you inhale the mist and then it awakens the gene in you or some shit uh so like but Kamala Khan it awoken it awoken her Inhuman gene uh so like they had that but yeah, like I said, like they were trying to, they were trying to like cross the X Men out of existence or some shit. Focus on the Inhumans. Then that terrible Inhumans movie came out or special or whatever the fuck it was came out, and they were just like, "Yeah, you know what? Let's not talk about the Inhumans ever again." You know, so, <laughs> so they're not doing Inhumans anymore. So they didn't want to mention the Inhumans. They didn't want to mention the Inhumans here. So. Instead, she had like this, 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 uh, this bracelet. They call it a bangle. They call it a bangle, and like again, in in waking her powers, and she got powers. Now she's got like light powers. In the comic, she could stretch, and like she could grow real big. That was like her. Those were her powers. But we got Ant Man, and we got Mister Fantastic coming, so we can't have like two people that do that shit, you know, so, like, because Ant-Man can grow giant, and, uh, we got Mr. Fantastic coming, and he can fucking stretch, so he can't have that, even though she does, she does a little stretchy stuff, she does it, uh, in, like, uh, in, like, uh, light powers, she has, like, light powers, and, like, what happens, like, she makes these big light fists now, so her fists are a ball of light now, so, and, like, she can stretch with the with the ball of light, 
but like it's not her body stretching it's the ball of light stretching into a human form i'm i'm confused now but anyway yeah man i was just i wanted to like this show i really did i ended up not caring for it i like the girl that plays miss Mar marvel uh her name is uh what's her name imani uh i forgot her last name imani valari or something like that name i, I I'm butchering her goddamn name, but like I like the I like that girl. She she has a lot of charisma. I, I'm looking forward to seeing her in other Marvel properties because she has so much charisma. But uh, here it was just wasn't really digging the show. I'm like, there's a couple of things I like. Like I like like I said, I liked her. Um, I like the dad. The dad's funny. I like him. Uh, uh, the brother's funny too. Uh, the mom. The mom's all right. Like I said, like they, there was a lot of family, a lot of family dynamic here, you know. Uh, they finally, like I think towards like episode, what's like episode five is when they find out that she's Miss Marvel. Her parents find out she's my mom finds out she's Miss Marvel, and um, which I was like, that makes sense. I didn't, I didn't hate on that. I was like, that makes sense because I don't think a kid could get away with being a superhero and their parents not knowing you know it's like uh how um i hate to go back to this because this is the second thing i love power rangers you know so, like, i never understood that with power rangers how did the power rangers family they're, they're like because they're supposed they're teenagers they're kids how did their parents not know that they were superheroes you know like they, they were going like they were going on, like, big adventures and, like, getting stuck in, like, other planets and shit. And, like, your parents don't know? You telling me your parents don't know that you, that you missing? You know, you know how many fucking, you know how many fucking Amber Alerts should be out for the goddamn Power Rangers? <laughs> you know how many missing persons uh, reports should be out for the goddamn Power Rangers because they're fucking kids? And, like, they're going, they're going on other planets. They going on fucking quests to get new powers and shit, and they parents just oh okay, Tommy's gone. You know, <laughs> just like <laughs> Tommy'll be back. You know, you know Jason'll be back. You know all this bullshit. I was like, really, your parents don't know that you gone. They're like, there should be a bunch of Amber Alerts out for these kids, you know, because <laughs> they go missing. Like I said, I was like, I, that's what I was saying. Cause like even uh I didn't like uh at the end of Spider-Man Homecoming at first at first let me let me let me let me preference that at first I didn't like that Aunt May found out that found out that Peter Parker was Spider-Man I didn't like that at first but now it makes sense I was like it makes sense because because even Spider-Man Spider-Man I was like how how does your aunt not know that you're fucking Spider-Man? How are you, you're, you're going on all these adventures, you're going missing. There should be an Amber Alert out for Peter Parker as well, you know, because so, <laughs> he's a fucking teenager. You know, like teenagers got curfews. They should have curfews. They shouldn't be staying out past all hours. They shouldn't be gone for days on end. You know, they shouldn't be doing this shit. Uh, but I think they were—I think they were smart about that. Marvel—that Marvel's been smart about dealing with their teenage superheroes. I like so far, so far. So like they've been smart with Spider-Man. Where it's just like let's just Aunt May's got to find out because like he can't keep this away. He can't keep this a secret forever. Um, and eventually, I think in the, eventually in the comics, Aunt May does find out he's Spider-Man. So that makes sense. Um, like Kamala can't get away with being Miss Marvel. <laughs> You know, like, she's a goddamn teenager. Uh, uh, Kate, even Kate Bishop, I don't think Kate Bishop's supposed to be a teenager. I think she's supposed to be in her early 20s. Because, like, Haley Stein feels like pushing 30. So, like, I think that girl's like 27. You know, <laughs> that girl's like 26, 27 years old. But, like, I think and Kate Bishop's supposed to be, like, in her early 20s. So, she doesn't really count. But, like, her mom knows that she's helping Hawkeye. So, and her mom's a goddamn villain anyway. So, <laughs> so that, that so that helps. Well, anyway, uh, 
But yeah, man, I like that. I like that dynamic. I like that she found. I like that they found out because it makes fucking sense. But yeah, um, then episode five is the one that kind of that, that was like mm. because like it was like a flashback. I hate that they do flashbacks so close to the, like the finale because they did that with Moon Knight. Moon Knight uh, episode five was a flashback. It was like going back to Mark Spector's uh, childhood, like his brother dying and his mother blaming him for his mother dying and then him joining the uh, the, the Black Ops and finding Kanchu and turning into Moon Knight and all this shit. You know, like, I, I don't like that. I don't like that they do flashbacks so close to the fucking finale. I don't like that shit. But uh, then, like, the, the, the last episode... Last episode was kind of lackluster too, you know, kind of lackluster too. I, I seriously wanted to like this show. I seriously wanted to fucking like this show. I'm so disappointed that I don't like it. I'm disappointed in myself that I don't like it because like, I thought it was going to, cause I thought it was going to be like, I thought it was going to be like a, 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 like a Spider-Man homecoming type of thing. Cause that's what the trailer was. The trailer was like very, it was very like, oh, this is going to be very tongue in cheek. Very, very, very st- I wanted the silliness. I wanted the goofiness. I really did. But they did all this stuff. I did another another aspect. I forgot another aspect of the show I like. I like how they dove. Like I already said that. I like how they dove into Muslim culture. I like that. Um, there was sometimes they would go a little bit overboard with it. I like that uh, they addressed uh, uh, mosques being... Uh, bugged and wired and tapped you know cause like a lot of people think that like Bosker like splinter cells for terrorists and shit you know which is not most of the time not fucking true you know it's not true uh but um I like that I like that they I like that they address that with damage control uh the villains fucking sucked you know <laughs> like I hate the fucking villains the clandestine that was stupid I didn't like them and then damage control came in. Like they were kind of like the villains in like the last episode. You know. But I didn't I didn't like that either. You know, I wish they would have gave her like a real villain. You know, like a real villain. I wish they would have gave us somebody. Like gave her like I wish they would have gave her like a, a throwaway villain. Give her like Blizzard or a Whirlwind or some shit like that. You know, give her give her the beetle. Or something like that. Give her like a throwaway villain that nobody really cares about, you know. <laughs> but make them care about it. Um, give her Moonstone. Like they could have done Moonstone. They're doing Thunderbolts. You know, they could have. They could have gave her Moonstone. Uh, Moonstone could have been her villain. Uh, but yeah, I wanted. I, I'm really disappointed in that, that I didn't like this show. I really am. They they revealed that. Kamala might be a mutant. Let's just cut to the chase. They they revealed that Kamala might be a mutant. You know, so she's the first mutant. She's the introduction to mutants. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, and then Captain Marvel shows up at the end because like uh, Kamala gets sucked into like this portal, and then Carol Danvers comes out the other end into her room. So we're gonna find out what happens in that with uh, Captain Marvel too. That's pretty much it. There's not much to talk about with this show because this show was a this show was a big load of nothing, a big load of nothing. And like I said, I was like, that's starting to be these shows, man. Because like, I didn't enjoy Loki. Moon Knight was kind of a disappointment to me too. You know, there, there wasn't enough Moon Knight in Moon Knight. You know, and then this. I hope She Hulk is better. She-Hulk's coming next month. I hope She-Hulk is better. I hope, like, we, 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 they got, I think they're gonna get, I think we're gonna get more in-depth with that. I hope, uh, Matt Murdock's supposed to show up. We know, uh, the Hulk's in there, too. Uh, so, I hope She-Hulk is a bit better than, than these last couple of shows, because they've been really, they've been really disappointing me with these shows. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. If I had to if I had to rate the show uh, out of a one out of five, I'd give it a two. Just, just not my cup of tea. And I love that character. 
I love Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel is such a great big ball of light of and energy, you know, in the comics. She's just in in any any other thing she's been in, like that Avengers game. She's the best part of that Avengers game. Uh a cartoon she's been in cartoons and she's great in cartoons, but just disappointed they didn't get her right in live action. <laughs> just disappointed in that. So I give it a two. I'll be back with my review of Thor Love and Thunder right after these messages. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Let's talk about Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, First off, we gotta talk about this opening scene. The opening scene is actually pretty sad. Like it's pretty sad. It's this movie for a movie that's very bright and colorful. This movie starts off very dark and depressing and sad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because like uh, the opening scene's a bit sad because like it made I like I'm not gonna lie, it made me tear up a little bit. Uh, because like it starts off with it starts off with gore, and I have to talk about this. I have to talk about gore because. Uh, it's, it's it's pretty important to talk about Gore uh, because like his origin story is very heartbreaking because that's what we start off with. We start off with the origin of Gore the God Butcher uh, and pretty much starting off with how he became the God Butcher. Gore is basically an extreme atheist. <laughs> It's what he is. Because, like, he was a devoted uh, worshiper. He was a devout worshiper. Uh, but he feels betrayed because his 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 daughter dies. Like, because it starts off, like, because uh, the movie starts off with Gore and his daughter. They're in the desert. They're pretty much dying. They're hungry. They're thirsty. Uh, Gore is pretty much praying to the gods praying to the gods that they bring him and his daughter sustenance and nurture and nurture him and his daughter and give his to give his daughter sustenance and they just pretty and like his daughter just pretty much dies like she dies in his arms and which they kind of I'm not gonna lie they kind of undercut that shit at the end but uh, you know but, but we'll talk about that a little bit later we're gonna talk about that a little bit later but yeah like he's a devout he's a devout worshiper like and like he's just like wow he was like really like when his daughter died that was the last straw he was like really God's let my daughter die <laughs> you know like pretty much it's pretty much what happened and like he finds one of the gods and like the god is like really mean to him and so and then like he gets the uh the necro sword he gets the necro sword and he just fucking slices that motherfucker's head off you know and then he pretty that's when he says all gods must die you know like that's what he says that but yeah man like the beginning fantastic i love how they told the story of how gore became gore and why he's doing what he's doing they gave him a uh, motivation i love that uh now this movie is very fast paced i think this movie might be uh more fast paced than ragnarok because like this movie this movie's two hours this movie's two hours and you don't even feel it you don't feel the two hours things happen quickly like you just sitting there you sitting there watching the movie and then all of a sudden it's over. You're like, damn, it's over that quick. You're like, you know? <laughs> You're like, you don't even notice that it's over. <laughs> That's how fast paced uh, Thor Love and Thunder is. It's just like, yeah, yeah, what's going on? What's going on? It's over? That's it? You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like things happen really fast in this movie. Uh, the Guardians are in this movie for like maybe five minutes. I mean, like they, they use them well. They use them well. Uh, you get a little bit of banter between Thor and Star Lord. You know their rivalry continues for a little bit, but you know it's just a little bit. 
you don't get you don't get they don't get too much into that because uh, then like uh, Thor finds out about uh, Gore the God Butcher like he's slaughtering all the gods and stuff like that and this is this is funny this is something I noticed that they never go back to <laughs> something that they never go back to because the Guardians know about Gore the God Butcher too and Thor is just like, yeah, we need to go, we need to go stop him. Cause I think like Sif is back. Sif is back. I'm gonna talk more about Sif in a little bit. Uh and she's played by uh Jamie Alexander. Jamie Alexander is back as Sif. Um But yeah, he's just cause like he sees Sif. Like Sif is like in like the snow or something, like dying somewhere or some shit. And Thor's like, that's Sif. He's like, I have to go, I have to go save her and all this stuff. And then like the guardians are like, hey man, we gotta stop all this stuff, man. We gotta stop this guy, <laughs> right? We gotta stop this guy. We gotta split up. Like, and so Thor goes to go save Sif. And the Guardians supposedly go to handle all the other God Butcher shit. But we never go back to that. <laughs> Because after that, the Guardians are gone. The whole goddamn movie. <laughs> you know, like, the Guardians are the Guardians are in there for five minutes. They're like, yeah, we got to go stop this guy. They never go back to it. They don't They don't show up at the end to help Thor fight Gore. That rhymed. Uh, they don't show up at the end to help Thor. They don't do nothing. Like, they don't do nothing. They just, they're just gone. They're just gone. You know, that's that's how much that's all the guardians you get. Uh like I said, Sif is back. Jamie Alexander's back is Sift. Sif. Uh I like the fact that they don't kill her like they did the Warriors 3. All she does is loses an arm. <laughs> Cause like uh she wants to die though, because uh <laughs> cause Thor goes to save her and she was like, No, let me die. <laughs> She said, I want to die on the battlefield and go to Valhalla. And then uh, Thor's like, eh, you didn't die in a battle, though, so you're still alive. Your arm's gone. Your arm might be in Valhalla. <laughs> and she's like, shit. <laughs> that was funny. I thought that was funny because she just looks at him and she's just like, shit. <laughs> But I like that they didn't kill her. They didn't kill Sif. I'm still mad. Even though I like Thor Ragnarok, I'm still mad that they killed the Warriors 3. And like, Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi must not like the Warriors 3 because he goes out of his way to disrespect them in this movie for no goddamn reason. They're not even in the movie. And he goes out of his way to disrespect them because like he's talking about, because like they do the whole thing Cause um, uh, what's his name? Korg. Cause Korg is like, let me tell you the story about Thor and all this stuff. And he's talking about all the people. Like he's lost, he lost all his people. He lost all his people. And he's like, he lost his father. He lost his mother. He lost his brother a bunch of times. <laughs> this is what he said. <laughs> he lost his sister. He lost. And this is what he did to the Warriors Three. He said he lost that guy and that guy. And that guy we don't know. That's what he that's what he does to the Warriors 3. He just calls them that guy. You know, you know, like, you know, I think he said Heimdall. He's like, and he lost Heimdall. And he said, he said, like, it was like he doesn't even give Volstag and uh uh I'm disrespecting the Warriors 3. I forgot the other one's name. I like Volstag. Volstag's my favorite. So, <laughs> so I remember his name because he's my favorite. Vandrill. They don't give Vandrill and uh 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 his name Hogan. Hogan, that's his name. I'm disrespecting the Warriors Three. I don't remember the other, other one's name other than Volstag. But, uh, but yeah, but I like them. They didn't need to die. But you know, <laughs> like, but like he, he must really have a grudge against the Warriors Three. He must have been reading the Thor comic book or something. And he was like, these guys are lame. I'm gonna kill them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> As a, that must have been what he did. He like he was just reading the comics and he saw the Warriors three and he thought they were lame. He's like, let's kill him. I'm gonna fucking kill him, you know. <laughs> but luckily he doesn't do that to Lady Sif. Lady Sif stays alive. Um, let's talk about Thor himself. 
my god. Let's talk about Thor. I really think at this point, Marvel just said, fuck it. They just said, fuck it. Let's make Thor retarded. <laughs> I know that's not a good word to say, but it was like, let's just make him stupid. Let's just make him totally stupid. Because here, he's more he's more absent-minded in this movie than he is in, in Ragnarok. I go back and watch, I go back and think about Ragnarok, and I was like, Thor wasn't this stupid in Ragnarok. He wasn't this stupid in Ragnarok. He wasn't this stupid in Infinity War. He wasn't this stupid in Endgame. You know, it's like here, they just, they were just like, oh yeah, Thor, Thor's more lighthearted. Let's just make him full on stupid now. You know, <laughs> that's pretty much what they did. They were like, let's just make him full on stupid. Uh, Cause in Ragnarok, he just seemed more annoyed than anything. Like now he's like now he's just a he's just a straight up dumbass, a straight dumbass. I like I mean I like it doesn't take away from the movie. It doesn't take away from the movie. And Chris Hemsworth is having fun, you know, playing this character. He's he's having fun playing this version of Thor. So, you know, maybe you know maybe they should kind of tone that shit down. I don't know if this is the last time we see Thor. You know. I think they hinted at the end. I'm, I'm gonna get to the I'm gonna get to the main credits. Let's talk about them end credits. They kind of hinted at the end. It was like, yeah, you know, Thor's gonna come back because something happens in the end credits to, to let you know that huh, Thor's coming back. You know, and I guess I guess Chris Hemsworth not Chris Hemsworth not that old. You know, he's not even forty yet. You know, <laughs> you know. I want to say I want to say like Chris Hemsworth like thirty seven. You know, I think Chris Hemsworth is like 37 years old. You know, like, he's not that old. You know, like, Robert Downey Jr. played Iron Man until he was like, what, 55? <laughs> Some shit, until he was like 56, I think. You know, Chris, Hems- Chris Hemsworth could get could get a lot out of Thor. You know, he could get a lot of mileage out of Thor. He's not that old. Like I said, he's not even 40 yet. I think he's, like, like I said, I think he's like 37 years old. And, like, late 30s. And... He could get a lot out of it. Nothing else is going on in his career, honestly. Thor is like the only thing that he's got. You know, he tries to he tries to branch out into other things and they don't work. You know, he tries to branch out to other movies. They don't work out for him. So just continue getting that Thor paycheck, man. You know, <laughs> continue getting that Thor paycheck. Um, Natalie Portman is back as uh, Jane Foster. They stay, uh, they stay comic book accurate with her, uh, character, like, going through cancer. Like, they keep that. Uh, the problem I have with Jane Foster is that she just seems invisible to me. She seems invisible to me. Like, even when she turns into Lady Thor, like, she's just not there. You know, I've heard people, like, praise her performance, but it's still she, like she just she just still seems like she's phoning it in, you know. It's just less phoning it in. Like she's trying, she's trying. I don't think uh, I don't think that she has silliness in her. I don't think she can just let go. You know, she's not the type of like actors that could just let go you know she seems like she's just serious all the time you know she doesn't seem like she has like a silly bone in her body you know like a she's not like a uh she's not like a a Scarlett Johansson you know like Scarlett Johansson I've seen like interviews with Scarlett Johansson I've seen Scarlett Johansson behind the scenes of like movies and stuff like that she knows how to be silly she knows how to let go she knows how to be silly Margot Robbie is another one pretty girl that knows how to be silly you know, uh, uh, Tessa Thompson, Tessa Thompson knows how to be silly, you know, like, it's just like, she doesn't know, it just seems like she doesn't know how to let go and just be silly, you know, just, a lot of the other girls in the MCU, like, you know, a couple of them, like, they know how to let go, be silly, she doesn't know how to do that, 
He doesn't. She doesn't know how to do, just just let go and just let it happen. Cause like I thought she would have let. Go, I thought she would have let go and just be silly, but uh, she tries. She tries. I'm gonna say because I like Natalie Portman. I'm, I'm I'm like I like Natalie Portman, but. She she just she just doesn't know she just doesn't know comedy you know <laughs> she doesn't know how to do comedy she's great in she's great in uh, serious roles in like dramatic roles but comedy is not her shtick not comedy is not her thing because uh, like you would have thought that her having a bigger role in this movie would uh, give her incentive to just let go and give a better performance and be more silly and be more comedic. Uh, no, no, <laughs> she's, she's just here. She, she gets lost in the shuffle and it's sad. You know, it's kind of sad. Uh, it was good to see, uh, Tessa Thompson get more screen time as Valkyrie. I was, cause like, I was afraid that she was going to be a glorified background character, but no, she's, she's great at this character. She's great as Valkyrie. She, she bodies Valkyrie. It's funny because a lot of people think that uh, Valkyrie was the weak link, but I think she was the strong link. Like Tessa Thompson did a great job as Valkyrie. Oh, like she brought she brought the comedy, she brought the she brought the, the physicality, you know. Like she brought and like it was time to be serious. She you know she was it was time to be serious, you know. Like she did she did very well. I enjoyed her. I'm, I want to see more of her. That's why I want her. I want her to be an Avenger. <laughs> You know, like if they ever bring back the Avengers, if they want to do Secret Wars, I hope Valkyrie's there. I want Valkyrie in the Secret Wars. I want them to do that. Um, I did have a problem with some of the jokes. You know, some of the jokes I had a problem with them. It's not that they weren't funny. It's not that they weren't funny. It was just the fact that they would have a funny joke. This is my problem with it. They would have a funny joke. And then they were just running into the ground. You know, I'd be I'd be laughing. I'd be laughing at the joke. And then they just go too far. I'm like, all right, all right, chill. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> that happened with a lot of jokes in this movie. That happened with a lot of jokes in this movie where it was just like, where it was just like, oh yeah, that's funny. I laughed. I laughed a lot in this movie. I laughed a lot. But then they would just keep going. I'll be like, you got my laugh. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like you got my laugh. Calm down. All right. It, joke's over. It's done. Taika Waititi has that. Taika Waititi has that, uh, that, that, that problem. I like Taika Waititi. I like his movies and stuff. Uh, but he has that problem of taking a joke and just stretching it. You know, it's like, it's funny the first time. It's funny the first time. You don't have to keep going with it. You know, you don't have to keep doing it. It's funny where it is. Um, The only running joke that I did find funny was the goats. Like, the goats were funny. Every time those damn goats were on screen, I laughed. I laughed. I laughed every time those goats were there. With the screaming. Even in serious moments. Like when they finally go to when they finally go to fight gore at the end. And the goats, the goats are there like, I laughed. I fucking laughed. Every time those goats came on screen. Every time those goats start screaming, I laughed. It was fucking hilarious. That was the only running joke in this movie that was funny throughout the goats. Um, but um, I heard a lot of people uh, complaining about Gore as a villain. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, like, oh, my God, Gore's a weak villain. You know, like, he's weak. You know, they don't, they don't show him do anything or some shit like that. But uh, there's a, there's a, um, because there's a, uh, a, uh, a side story, not a side story, but like it's kind of the main reason that Thor is going after uh Gore the God Butcher. Uh the children of Asgard get kidnapped. 
Like they get court Gore kidnaps all the children of Asgard. And so Thor and uh uh Jane and uh Valkyrie and Korg have to go and save the kids. Like they gotta go and save the kids because like it's because like the, the, the main adventure is those four. It's a uh, Thor, Jane Foster, Valkyrie, and uh Korg going to save the kids from Gore. And um and um uh, some some for some reason Heimdall has a son. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I know I paused for a little bit there, but for some reason Heimdall has a son. He has a son named Astrid, and I was like, where was his son in the other three movies? Because <laughs> Heimdall's in all three movies. Idris Elba's in all three movies. <laughs> you know, and not once did they mention his son. <laughs> You know, <laughs> when did he have this son? Cause the kid's gotta be like twelve. This kid looks like he's twelve years old. I'm like, bro, you been hiding the kid? And like he has a mother. You know, they showed a mother, which I'm guessing that's Heimdall's wife. Like they didn't mention that Heimdall had a wife. They didn't. They never mentioned that Heimdall had a family. You know, and his son could do the same thing that Heimdall could do, like, he could, he could, he could give you the eyes, like, the, the, the all-seeing eyes, like, he could do that, and it's kind of like, they just, they just kind of crowbar him in, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm Heimdall's son, you know, <laughs> you know, like, it's just, they just crowbar Heimdall's son into the, into this movie, and, like, I ain't really care for it, but anyway, Gore, uh, has the kids, there's a good scene in there with Gore, where, like, he's kind of, like, torturing, he's not really torturing the kids, but he's, like, really creepy to them, and he's scary as fuck, I go like, Christian Bale does a, Christian Bale does a great job, uh, with this character, uh, because, like, he plays him really terrifying, I think he's a, I think he might be the most terrifying villain in the MCU to me, Cause other than I'm trying to think of more terrifying villains. Like, like they're just like creepy and they just crawl your fucking skin. You know, <laughs> like just make your skin crawl. I don't think they've I don't think Marvel has had a had a villain like that yet. They've had a lot of badass villains. They've had a lot of bad villains. <laughs> but I don't think they've had a villain yet that just makes your fucking skin crawl. You just ooh, you know, <laughs> you know like, Gore the God Butcher is that villain. You know, because, like, he even did that with the kids. Because, like, he's telling the kids stories. Like, ah, kids, you know? <laughs> and the kids are like, ah! You know? <laughs> and he's just scared of him and shit. And then, like, he rips, like, a fucking snake's head off or some shit. And uh, he throws it at them and shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he's creepy. It's a fucking creepy character. And somehow, they make this character sympathetic, though. They make him a sympathetic villain. He's, he's, he's creepy as shit. But they make him sympathetic because of what he's gone through. Because you understand his purpose. You understand his goal. He's mad. He's upset that his daughter died. And he's been worshiping the gods to help him and his daughter. And nothing happens. And he's he's, he's fucking he's fucking upset about it. And so he was like, you know what? I'm going to kill all these motherfuckers. Because they, they let my daughter die. You know, so... So, like, he has a purpose. He has a goal. Like, I do agree. I wish they would have showed him butchering gods. You know, like, I wish they would have showed that. I wish they would have showed maybe had uh, the, 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 the Mount Olympus scene with uh, Zeus, Russell Crowe as Zeus, which kind of like Russell Crowe is actually pretty fucking hilarious, too. Um, I'm not a big Russell Crowe fan, but he's fucking hilarious in this. Um like when he's Zeus like mountain near the Mount Olympus like all the gods are there and shit like I kept waiting for Gore to show up there and like just start killing all the gods even kill Zeus you know I'm, I was waiting for that but that never happened you know I, I think they said like a couple of there were a couple of scenes that got cut uh with Gore uh I guess uh they didn't want to show that, like, him butchering gods because, like, I guess it would, like, undercut his, like, redemption story at the end. 
you know, I guess that that would just cut that. That would just cut that short because like he's do showing you showing him killing people, and you're like, how am I, how am I rooting for this dude? You know, <laughs> how am I gonna root for this guy? Then you're gonna really you're gonna rehabilitate this guy at the end. But I just saw him like slaughter thousands of people. You know, I just saw that. So like, cause like Gore really Gore really doesn't kill anybody in this movie. Like he really doesn't like kill anybody. Uh, he's he's creepy as shit. Like I say, like creepy as fuck makes your skin crawl. You you don't you don't you don't want to be alone in a room with this guy. <laughs> like he's weird looking. But yeah, but I like the character. I like the character for what it was. Uh, they I, I didn't I didn't think he was a weak villain. You know, out of all the Thor villains, I think he's the best. Out of all the Thor villains, I think he's the best. Um, Hella may be second. Hella may be second, but I I like how they used him. They used him. They used him how they how, they used him well. I thought they used him well. Uh, but overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I really enjoyed this movie. I had a lot of laughs. Had a lot of fun with it. Uh, they they, they had a lot of great action. All the action is good. I forgot to talk about that. Every fight scene, perfect. You know, I didn't, there was not one fight scene in that movie. I was like, man, this is stupid or this is boring or whatever. You know, like all the fight scenes are good. Um, they do a lot of, surprisingly, they do a lot of martial arts. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of practical, there's a lot of practical fighting in this movie. I was surprised at that. Like, uh, Chris Hemsworth, like, does a lot of practical fighting. Tessa Thompson and Natalie Portman do a lot of practical fighting in this movie, you know, like, Christian Bale, like, when he, when he does get into a fight with either of them, it's very practical, they're not doing magic, like, they're, like, hand, they're doing hand-to-hand combat, or sword-to-sword combat, you know, you know, like, a lot of great fucking action in this movie, um, this is probably, I want to say, this is probably my favorite Phase 4 movie after No Way Home, after Spider-Man No Way Home, like, this is probably my uh favorite phase four movie because i have to admit that phase four has been a little dry you know it's been a it's been a it's been a little stale you know a lot of people a lot of people are saying that uh kevin feige hasn't been as involved as much and like that's the reason why it's a little it's a little lackluster because i think they say like he's been he's been trying to do some stuff uh, with Star Wars, because I think he got brought on to do some Star Wars stuff too, and he's kind of focusing on the Star Wars stuff. So I don't know who is who is running Marvel right now. <laughs> I don't know if it's like Nate Moore or or uh, Victoria Alonso or what's the other guy, Louis uh, uh, D'Esposito or Louis D'Esposito. You know, like I don't know if it's like one of them, like just just like doing day to day. Uh, operations at, at Marvel Studios, but yeah, man, it's just lackluster. It's just very, it's, it's been very lackluster. And a lot of people are saying that's because Kevin Feige's not around doing around doing day to day operations. He's like he'll pop in. It's like he'll pop in every now and again, and he's gone. You know, I think that's what they've been, that's what they've been saying. That's the rumors I've heard. I don't know if that's true. That's the rumors I've heard, but it makes sense. That makes sense. If, uh, cause Kevin Feige, Kevin, I don't think Kevin Feige, if he did handle day-to-day operations, I don't think he would have, I don't think he would have, half of the shit that they put out, I don't think he would have let that get, get out. <laughs> I really don't think he would have let that get out. He probably would have been like, yeah, you know what, this, this Marvel shit, no. <laughs> like, y'all need to fix that. You know, <laughs> cause like, I'm like, Kevin Feige, is, a, is, a, is a, he on his shit, man, like, he's very, he's a perfectionist, like, that, that's what I like about Kevin Feige, I like that he's a perfectionist, he, like, he, like, everything has to be done to the T, and I feel like these movies and these TV shows haven't done that in phase four, but we're gonna see, we're gonna see what the rest of phase four has in store, hopefully this movie gets people hyped for what's next, um, the um end credits the end credit is hercules hercules is in the end credit and i've been waiting to see that i 
I've been waiting to see uh, Big Herc. Big Herc is here. Uh, he's played by a guy I've never fucking seen. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but he looks like Hercules. You know, like he's got the, he's got the whole comic book Hercules garb on. He looks fucking cool as shit. Can't wait to see him. Um, so he's probably gonna fight Thor. You know, because like it, it looks like he's leading that way. It looks like he's leading that way. Like he's gonna be fighting Thor. So that's cool. Um, uh, the 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 second end credit was uh, Jane Foster dying because Jane Foster dies at the end. And I said a Thor was gonna die. I said a Thor was gonna die. Um, so Jane Foster dies at the end, and then like she goes to Valhalla, and with uh, with Heimdall, Indra's album shows up in the end credits as Heimdall. And he's thanking her. He's like, "Thank you for looking after my son." And he's like, "Welcome to the hollow. <laughs> you know, and that's it. That's 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 the movie. But yeah, if I had to uh, score this movie, uh, I give it a four out of five. I give it a four out of five. I had tons of fun. The only problem I had was the jokes. Like the jokes, they'd be funny, and then they go too far. You know, love the action. Like love, love the color, the bright colors. Love, I love the villain for for whatever that's worth. You know, like no matter what everybody else says, I loved, I loved Christian Bale as Gore, as Gore the God Butcher. I loved it. But yeah, man, that's it. Four out of five. Join me next time. I'm gonna go back to my standard format where I'm gonna be talking about 2002's Spider-Man. Until next time. Peace.